Resistance is default. If you want to make the change, it has to be with intentionality. Reaction mode, which is my word, is default. If you want to be in charge, it has to be with intentionality. Are you ready to master your mindset and your business? Join thousands of women each week who use this podcast as a tool to create financial and emotional wealth. And when you're ready to scale to the next level, visit theunstoppablewoman.com slash go. Aaron and Debbie have been clients for um, a number of years. They're both program coaches now in the spirit of wealth. I'm I'm doing market research. I do this very often in different ways with in different scenarios. I will interview a client when I'm like thinking through the next evolution for the 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 company. And one of the things that I'm looking at for Aaron and Debbie right now, and I just said this, so if this is a repeat, repeat, you're hearing it again. Um, is that I'm looking at like, what's the roadmap? I'm, I'm looking at it from my perspective, but I want to hear it from someone who's gone through our, our coaching programs and, you know, they came in at this level. What were they attracted to? What were, what were the problems that they were solving? What were their big fears? Um, what was the most impactful? What would have been better that like, what could we have done better for people in that beginning stages? And you guys have a, a great perspective from a program coach perspective now where you're looking at how people are coming into the program. But I want you to go back to your initial entry point and, and then how has it, how have you interacted with the program along the way and what got to change? What's that roadmap been like for you? Cause I'm looking at building a clearer roadmap for uh, clients coming into the program and, improving how we do delivery so that it's even more impactful than it is. Okay. So that's the queue up. And as you said, Debbie, um, I will ask individuals. <laughs> so you're both not talking at the same time. That was great. I love that. Um, for, for those listening, Debbie is my quality assurance manager. <laughs> Cause we know I'm not. My yeah. brain just goes there. Totally. My unofficial quality assurance manager. I, I love it. I, like, don't ever stop. She's constantly going, are you going to do this? What about this? I'm like, yes, yes. Great. Love that. Okay. Um, sometimes it's like 30 seconds before it's out of my mouth, but sometimes it's stuff that I actually didn't think about and I'm incredibly grateful. So Debbie, with that lead up, like, can you go back? Like, I remember the first summit you came to, I have a picture of, actually I have a physical picture of me squatting down next to you and, and, and whispering in your ear, like, and talking to you. But like, do you remember where you were at when you were at that summit? Yes. And I, let me clarify, are you talking about the one in 2018 before Spirit of Wealth? Or are you talking about the one? Yeah, that yeah because I think that's a good point. Um, yeah. Tell me where you were at in 2018. And then tell me when where you were at when you decided to join the Spirit of Wealth. Like, And, and what, what were the different problems and fears and, and things that you were working with at the different times? Yeah. So when I was there in 2018, I was at the lowest point in my life, my almost, you know, at that time, like 27, 28 year marriage was, had been rocky and tumultuous for that entire time. Um, although good years in there too. 
And I was really at my lowest point. And when I went, it was the first time I realized I had made all these agreements throughout my life and all these packs and contracts that I thought I should be a certain way. I should do things. And so therefore putting on the masks, right? Oh, I'm the good daughter. I'm the one that makes the good grades. Oh, I'm the one that you know, is the oldest, blah, 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 all of these things. And I was tired. I was worn out. And I felt like I was kind of in a, to be dramatic, in a pit. And I, you were holding your hand out to me and I wanted in that. And so I did some things in programs that you had prior to Spirit of Wealth. And then when I went and I was, okay, sorry. Pause there for a second. I'm going to just keep interrupting because this is my market research. So you were in a transition period in your life that there were, there was like up leveling of awareness of like how you were playing all these roles. You were tired. You were worn out. Then you did some private coaching with me at the, at mm-hmm. the time. Right. And then. And the boot camp. Yeah. And the boot camp. Okay. Which we don't have anymore. Okay. So, um, okay. That's clarifying. Um, what were your big fears at that time? Well, a couple of things. One is throughout my marriage, I, I had had times where I felt like I wanted to step into something that like I knew that I, I, all of the things that I had done in my past were setting me up in a good way. I don't mean set up in a bad way, but like setting me up for what I was supposed to be doing in the world. But I didn't, I didn't have a really clear picture of that. And so then as I sat there at the summit, I realized I had to do some internal work before I could step into doing what I wanted to do. And I was scared to death to do that because I had never done that. I went to high school. I went to college. I got a good job. I got married. I had a child, you know, like these progressions of living in the Midwest and no downer to the Midwest. I love the Midwest, but you know, like I, I did these things. Again, like, the roles you played the, the right. roles. And so when you say uh, you needed to do the internal work before you did the thing is the thing the business, like starting your own business. Cause at that time you were, you had already left corporate, correct. And you were working for someone else. And had you started your own business at that point as well? Yeah. So it was interesting in 2014, I, and I had done some side gigs every once in a while, and I had been an executive at Sprint and at Citibank. And so when I left corporate, that was a big move and to move to Idaho from um, Kansas city. And so I started a business because I had friends asking me, hey, will you help me create a business plan to sell my business? Will you help me do this? And I thought, hmm, I can make some money from this. So I was doing it as a side gig. And in 2018, I was still working for a company as a CFO, but I really wanted to step more fully into it. It felt like that's what I like, what my heart was wanting to do and that desire that was there. Um, and I just knew at that point, in all honesty, a friend of mine, Misty Springer invited me and said, I have a friend ticket, come to the summit. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was like, you know what, I'm at, I'm at this point where I don't know what else to do. So sure, let's go. Right. And so the fears were, I knew that change had to happen. I just didn't know what kind of change. And so So let's flash, let's flash forward to, um, where you were at, when you were looking at the spirit of wealth, like what was, what were the different problems you were solving at that point? What were the different fears? Cause you, yeah. you were doing good work. You were evolving quickly. You, you're someone who evolves very quickly. So I love that, but keep Thank going. Thank you. 
Well, and it was interesting. I was doing some emotional work outside of um, working with you too. And that kind of coupled nicely together. But what was interesting is I wanted to be a part of Spirit of Wealth so badly. And I was, you know, like, this is a perfect example where desire is causative. And I was trying so hard to figure out how to do it. But I had these fears of, you know, scarcity. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Well, needless to say, I got creative about it. And my employer helped me pay for part of it. And so that that was a good step in for me. But um, looking back, I still would have done it. <laughs> you know, like I was on that, I was on that train. And so but it's just a really good example of how you figure out how to pay for it, you figure out where the money is. And yeah. I mean, I quadrupled that right in the time we've worked together. But then the fear became, oh, my gosh, my experience has been in corporate and I'm, I'm making a very gross overgeneralization that whenever you walk into a room full of women, the fangs are out, the competition begins. And, you know, so there was a little bit of trepidation about stepping into this group. But I also kudos to you, Amira, because I also had seen you and witnessed you create psychological safety for people enough that I knew that no matter what everybody else did, you would create that space, right? And and that space would be safe. Um, and I would just have to work through all the other judgments of the other women that were there, right? And to my- Okay, so let's yeah. pause there. So I want to go back to the judgments. Let's let's do a little quick on that, but then I need to go back because you're going quick and I need to okay, do my- Sorry, part. I evolved quickly, no. remember? Yeah, you did. Okay, so- um, were there actually other judgments of the other women? Like, did you actually feel that? Or was it, you put air quotes around that. Was it just the fear of the other judgment judgments or did you experience uh, the judgment? I did not experience it, which much to my surprise, I yeah. did not experience it. That's very um, helpful to me because I, I pay, I mean, you know, because you've been in the program for a long time. I, I spend, no, it, it's not, I, I create, it's just, it's an important piece to me. I was going to say I spend a lot of energy, but it's not like I expend it. It's, it's, yeah. in, it's intentional and I haven't picked up on any judgment. In fact, I, I, I'm pretty clear that that's not going on, but I always like to, to check. Um, so that's great. Can we go back to the, you said your fear was only around the, the investment and how am I going to pay for this? But what was the desire? Like, was there a different, uh, you said desires causative. I really, I had wanted to do this before. Now I was ready. What was the thing that was attracted attractive to you about spirit of wealth? Like what were you ready to do? What problem were we solving that, that you thought spirit of wealth would help you with? I'm trying to get at like yeah. where different people are in the journey. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, Amira, I have, um, you know, and it's shifted uh, through time and through my growth and through their growth, but I have a really good core group of girlfriends here in Sandpoint. And so I knew because I was at the summit in the fall of 2019, I believe it was. Yeah, because it started in 2020. And my son was getting married, my only child. I knew I was getting divorced. We were separated at that time. And I knew without a doubt that I needed a group of women that were in a different <clears throat> space 
Like I had my friends here that were supporting me from an emotional perspective, but I knew without a doubt that I, I was called for more, right? Like I, I, I was placed here on this earth and I, I was coming into it, but I wasn't really sure what it was. And honestly, the first six months, and I think Aaron, you and I were in a cohort the first six months together. The first six months, it was, I was a hot mess after almost 30 years of marriage, right? Like it, there was nothing to do with business that first six months. It okay, was so, all about like, I got to get through this shit, right? Okay. So let me ask you that question. Cause that's what was popping in my head. Did yeah. you join the spirit of wealth? Like give me the percentages, right? Like, did you join it a hundred percent for the community? And I just knew I needed to be with women outside of my, my old framework. I love my, my, my yeah. existing framework, but I'm going through this, this, separation and I need to be with a different energy and it was about the community. How much of it was that? How much of it was, um, did you say to yourself, I'm going to grow, I'm going to work on my business. And, and, uh, let me see if I can phrase this question correctly. Sometimes I think I'm outing myself here for, you know, just go with me that people, uh, want the community so badly, want the laws so badly, want this new way of being. They feel it and they're, they want it so badly. They use the business to justify stepping in because it's a business expense. But what they really want is the community and the up leveling. And I'm fine with that, except I'm going to hold your feet to the fire because on the business side as well, because I have a firm stance that if you're not making any money, then like you're going to be in struggle and scarcity yeah. and that's not, that's not okay. But I'm, I'm curious about if that's, if that was what was going on for you. Am I, am I right about that? Or were you actually saying, I want to work on my business and that's why I'm joining. And then it turns out I was a hot mess for six months. I would say 70, 30. And let me explain that. I knew I needed community because at that point in time I was shattered, you know, like I really was like, for me, my faith is really important. And, and I've since reconciled with this, but like I was in this messaging around, it's a covenant. I can't, you know, no matter how toxic it is, no matter how verbally abusive, how scared I am, like, and I, I, so I knew I needed something other than where I was at for that piece of it. And so I'd say 70% was around the community piece of it. Okay. And that might even be strong because I think subconsciously, I knew I needed something different too. And, you know, through the course of a lot of different things, the woman I worked for here in Sandpoint was killed. It was a small business, you know, like, and I saw this business that I was working for going in a downward trend for two or three years before I actually said, I can't work here anymore. You can't afford me and you want to go do your thing and I'm going to do my thing, which it ended perfectly. But, you know, and so I knew I'm, I teach foresight even at Gonzaga. Like I had this foresight that I knew there was going to become this juxtapose where I I was going to need to step into my own business or go find another corporate job. Okay. So you had, it was strong on the community. You wanted strong women. You wanted a new community. You wanted people that get you all of that. You um, were seeing some changes and you knew you had to start putting some things into place, even if it wasn't urgent right now. How much of what drew you to the spirit of wealth? And again, you're, you're doing 2020 hindsight. So I know it's through that filter, but how much of it was, um, business, uh, well, we talked about the business. How much of it was the laws and, 
the, the, the perspective that I have on the inner game. Yeah. And Amira, I would say, I, I don't know if I directly thought, oh, this is going to help me step back and look at this so differently, but I was so attracted to the content. But mm. honestly, too, a big piece of the attraction was you. And not just you as a person, obviously, because I care about you and love you dearly, <laughs> but you know, like the, it was also about, I knew from conversations and work I had done with you that you had more faith in me than I had in myself. Yeah. And I wanted more faith in myself. I wanted to trust myself. And I saw you who had gone through a, a journey too, right? Like you had been there where you trusted yourself. You were confident in who you were. Like, I don't believe in the word boundaries. It sets up a wall. But what I do believe in is knowing who you are. So you can say, hey, that's great for you, but it's not for me. And I saw you do this. Now I'm looking a little bit through today's lens too, but I, I saw this and I wanted that. Yeah. Okay. That's huge. That's very helpful. Let's pause on your story there. Let's okay. go to Aaron. And then we're going to do phase two of De Debbie. Um, and if you think of anything while I'm talking to Aaron in terms of what was, because again, this is my market research. What was, what were you vibrating with when you stepped in? So I, I heard uh, trust and faith, full expression of self being sort of like a, um, someone who self, I would use the languaging of self-ownership yeah. uh, and the laws were attractive, even though you didn't know exactly why, but they were, they were there. You wanted to step more into faith. And, uh, here was this woman who had belief in faith and understanding of, you know, how, how business worked, how life worked, how people worked. And then the community was really big. And there was this underlying of, I need to get my business going. And, and this is, this is what I want now. Okay. That if you come up with anything else, let me know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Erin, how about you? Where did you enter? into things um in the beginning we we met at it not, not we at, met at a different event and yeah, exactly. it, i always like everyone was on oh, the summit oh the summit and i think i was working with you for two years before i went to a summit <laughs> just because of the way it played out so i met you at a different event um it was my first event having to do with any kind of universal law Right. So I had gone to other entrepreneurial events and I was in a transition. I had um, closed a very successful business that was plateauing that I knew I didn't want anymore that and moving into something different that I wasn't sure what it was. The first idea I was at the first iteration of it. Um, I had worked with a little bit, I'll say some other mindset coach or program. But when I met you, I had like no frame of reference for the laws of success. Like I have a corporate business background and sure I was reading business books and self-help books, but way out of my experience, you know, my realm of experience. And I always laugh because at that event, you were sitting in front of me and I could tell that you knew what was going on because we would do exercises and I, and you'd be done really fast. And right. And we both are chatters, right. We're both people, people. And 
I started asking you questions instead of the person running the program because they were busy. They, there was all of us. And my big takeaway from that is like, okay, individually, I understand the definitions of the words people are using, but when you put them together like that, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It was like a foreign language. It was a complete foreign language. And we just became Facebook friends. And I want to say for almost a year, we just liked things on Facebook, maybe commented on things on Facebook, but I was watching you like I, cause I would see your stuff like Facebook put you in front of me on a regular basis. And what I saw was you doing the things that I wasn't able to do, meaning keep showing up when it doesn't look like it's working because I would look at your Facebook lives. And at the time you were doing a live every day and it would have three views you know, <laughs> and you'd be there again the next day with four views. Right. And you just kept doing it. Totally. Persistence. <laughs> You're like, yes, thank you for bringing me back to that. No, I love it because it's still, it's pretty much still the same. Okay. Right. Like it is, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, we, we, I stopped doing them every day. Now we're doing something that's, uh, I'm really into the day in the life of the CEO. Yeah, I saw have that. you seen that? I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. Well, but what I mean is you were, you were doing things with consistency and it was interesting and you were speaking with confidence, whether you felt it at the time or not. Um, I felt the confidence. I just didn't have the, the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew there was something there. Hmm. And then one day you literally just texted me and said, I'm doing this thing. I think it might, you might like it. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. And like, that's literally how it started. So I did the boot camp, and yeah. then. Which we no it, longer have, but you both, but you, what I'm hearing is you both came in and boot camp. We have, we have the fundamentals now, which is like the equivalent right. of that, but. Yeah. But, and then you, and then it was again, literally I'm doing this thing. You should be there. Mm -hmm. It starts like in two weeks. <laughs> you should come. <laughs> right? yeah. And, but because of my experience with you in the boot camp, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take the next step here. And, you know, to, to mirror Debbie, Debbie's, the path of her conversation, where I was at the time was I knew business. Like I have an MBA in marketing. I have the business background. So what I couldn't figure out is why wasn't my business working? Right. Because like, that first year in business, you were like, oh, not so hot met, right? And I had already had a successful business yeah. of my own, but it was a franchise. Yeah. And the way that I describe it now is once the bumpers are out of the gutters, <laughs> you know, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Because yeah. even the franchise gave me an, I call it a baby franchise because it was really, really new and I helped them. But it was enough of a structure, it right? It was enough of a structure. And once I didn't have any structure, everything fell apart. And Okay, so let's pause there for a second. So what I'm hearing commonality with both of you, you both came from corporate. You're doing your your your, your own thing now. So you're smart. You're successful. You don't have a lot of confidence 
outward confidence issues. Inward, you might be like, why isn't this working and I don't get it? But outwardly, like you can hold your own. It's not like you're, you're falling apart. Um, but so, so you have this idea. I know that I'm smart. I know what to do, but why isn't this working for me? Whether it's personal life, whether it's business, all of that. And then structure is also a, a, a key thing. And that's not a message that I I speak to specifically right now, the way I speak to it is like, there's a methodology for scaling your business. That That is a little bit of structure. Would you say, uh, I mean, because you've had huge success, Erin, so I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Do you, do you feel like when you first entered, I know you did the boot camp first, and then you did some private coaching, and then you joined the Spirit of Wealth. But So let's just kind of go to Spirit of Wealth, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know, we've up-leveled the, the uh, framework of the program since you were new in it. We keep evolving it, so it's not going to be apples to apples. That said, would you have liked more structure in the program than we had in place at the time? Or do you feel like the fact that I mean, there was some structure there. I don't there mean to imply that what there wasn't, but would you have wanted, like our fundamentals program takes people through. It's like step by step by step. Probably, probably. I think, so for me, I didn't come to you for business advice. Mm-hmm. I really didn't because I knew that part. I knew there had to be a different. I, the thing that I remember saying to Mike, my boyfriend at the time, was when did it become okay to live like this? When did it become okay to be in this much struggle? Because it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. I didn't get into that place overnight. Like the frog in the boiling water type of problem. And all of a sudden, I felt terrible about me. I felt terrible about ever feeling. I felt terrible is not the right word. And hopeless sounds a little off for my language, but like, I could not see it ever changing. That sounds hopeless. Right. <laughs> right. Like, but, but that's interesting. Let's, talk about, let's talk about messaging there because that's a really interesting thing. Cause I, I, I play with the language around this because I don't think my woman is lacking confidence. Both of you have confidence. You wouldn't self-describe as not confident. I, when I was in what you're, you guys is, are describing my, my phase of that before I had my transformation and my, you know, leap, I, I wouldn't have described myself as not competent or not confident. Like I understood, like I wasn't afraid to learn things or do business or any of that, but I was definitely like, why is if like the way I, I phrase it, if if I'm so smart and if I work so hard and I'm such a good person, why is this not working for me? There's got to be yeah. an easier way. Like exactly. and so, but but that so that lands for you is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because you're, you're, I never doubted that what I could do for my clients. Yeah, I never doubted it. So I but didn't know word, what it looked like, but I knew I knew what I was doing. For sure. And, so the word hopeless doesn't work though. No, because it it's too it's too falling apart. It's too yeah, and, yeah. Okay. And got I it. wasn't because I was never gonna give up. 
So I wasn't hopeless. I, cause I was never going to give up. Mm-hmm. It was more, this is not okay. I am done feeling this way about myself. I'm done feeling this way about the world around me. There's clearly, I don't know how to fix it because kind of like your story, the just hitting it harder isn't the way out of feeling like this. Yeah. This okay. So not, this is, I don't want, a, I don't want a psychiatrist, right? That's not the answer at this point. Yeah. Okay. How this do is I change helpful. how I feel? How do I change how I think in service to building my business? Because I don't know why, but I always knew they were connected. Yeah. And they are. And, and we've done a lot of business coaching, but fundamentally the thing that shifted was using that as a lens for looking at how to think successfully, right? Like, yeah. And the thing, when you go to structure and again, jumping around, I believe the reason that I was successful in the early version of Spirit of Wealth was because I created the structure I need out of what you taught. So let's talk about how you did that so that I know what's required and what's necessary if we haven't put it in place already. So for me, having no frame of reference, you know, there's no frame of reference for the laws. For the laws. Okay. For me, having no frame of reference for the laws it was still a foreign language. I might've read a few more books. Like I tried to read um, Science of Getting Rich, couldn't get through it. Like I had- Did you listen to the program? Yes, once I was in the program, I, yes, I did the program. And and did that help? Yeah, I got to the point where I would read the chapter ahead of time, highlight what I thought was important and then give myself kudos for when you highlighted what I also highlighted. That's great. As I got better and better at picking out the nuggets that I needed. Um, Okay. So, but that's a great, that's a great tip. Like if I hearing that, because we have that, that program, it's a freaking fantastic program. Not everyone like goes through it because there's a lot of material in the program, but that's a, a great tip to give people is like, listen, read, highlight, see, see. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so, and you, you have changed how you deliver this. I, you, you know, you're currently delivering teaching the laws, but you're doing within a tangible, actionable topic, yeah. which I think is a massive improvement because of what people can take away with it. My business background and my education background allowed me to say, okay, when you first taught it, you taught the laws. And now I had to go figure out how to actually use them. Yeah. So let's pause there. So before I would teach, here's the law of vibration. This is what it means. And all the, all the stuff around the law, but not in application. And now I'm using scenarios and giving people. Okay. So you like that. And you did give some application, but you give a lot more of it now. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing you nod your head, Debbie. You're liking that improvement as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause it helps me figure out where this, it, it goes from theory to application connects the two. Yeah. It. Okay. And that's the difference. I mean, that's the difference between reading a book and having someone there with you. 
Totally get it. So when you entered the spirit of wealth, you wanted, what did you want? What was attractive about that for you, Erin, year one in that program? I knew what I was doing wasn't working. And I was at the point where I was willing to be open to a completely different way of thinking. And you were basically modeling what I wanted. So those two things came together for me. Like, okay, I can't feel this way anymore. I don't know how to not feel this way anymore. Here's someone who used to feel this way. Now she doesn't feel this way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you, which is slightly different than Debbie, is if Debbie was 70% community, 30% everything else, but I was also like this model for her and she wanted, she wanted what she saw me stand up on stage saying, I got this. You want some kind of thing. Um, you had the same latter part, but the other piece for you was really, I want to learn how to think successfully. Like I heard you say that a number of times. Like I want to, yeah, I want, you know, and I'll, truthfully, I, that's the nice way of putting it. I just didn't want to feel like crap anymore. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. I don't know that I was even in a place where I could have verbalized, I want to learn how to think successfully. I just wanted to get out of the, to use Debbie's analogy, the pit, right? I just. That's super helpful for me because like I'm using think successfully, but that's not the language in your head. I wasn't even there yet. Yeah. I wasn't even there yet. And for me, a little bit community, because one thing I've always known is you don't want to be the smart. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room. So I was also looking forward to like, okay, so there's going to be a group of people and at least three quarters of them are going to be better at this than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. So let's flash forward to uh year two, year three. Like, can you give us, you know, what's happened for you year two, year three, like year one, you're like the way you've described it to me previously, like you're get, just getting your grounding. You're trying to figure things oh. out, but like year two, what were you, what was the next phase in the evolution for you? So, okay. So the hopelessness and you know me, I mean, to even say hopelessness, is just not the way I would describe myself, but that, that becomes gone. There's yeah. still, that's a great grammatically. <laughs> I understood. <laughs> really okay. journalism degree failing. Um, <laughs> so that goes away. And so now you see, you know, the, what do, how do you say it? The light at the end of the tunnel is no longer a train, mm-hmm. right? I still don't know how to get there. But now I'm starting to see that it, it's doable, it's possible, it's within my reach, it's within my control. And I now have the strength, I now have the strength to be willing to look deeper into how I'm holding myself back. Okay, let me pause you there. So the light at the end of the tunnel is both the business and the personal ownership and authority, correct? Okay. So, and you're, you're able to uh, see that that's within reach. It's inside of your control. 
you have the strength to look deeper. It's not as terrifying to look deeper. It's not as terrifying because, and maybe this is, I don't think, I won't say it's unique to me because Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the only one who's ever been there. But if you look at my background, survival, like literal survival being my core instinct at all times, Mm -hmm. identifying and being willing to look at weaknesses felt was not okay. Yeah. Was not okay. Okay. That's very helpful. Like, I know I'm not perfect. I know I don't know everything. I know, you know, I know all that stuff, but those are different things than looking at like serious weaknesses, serious holes, however you want to describe them. Like that was not safe. Correct. Okay. So quick question before we get to year three, and then I have a little reflection for you, unless you mention it yourself. Uh Oh, pop quiz. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, What do you think of the framework that I've been playing with apprentice architect authority? Would that, does that, that fits? Okay. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. It's an evolution. And I think that is one of the things I've learned from you is when people are nervous, their subconscious fritzes out their brain. And so I hear yep. you say things over and over and over again, and then watch people ask you the exact question of what you just said over and over again. And you very neutrally say, well, this is just what, you know, no judgment, right? This is just how this works because this is what happens to people. They're nervous. Um, So I know you, I say that because I know you tell people this over and over and over again, and they're not hearing it. That when did you when did you start hearing that? Was that in year two or year three? It had to have been year two. At okay. least. So in year two, you had to you started to understand the like the true power of the subconscious, the fact that that you, you there was a filter that was completely ch- like stopping you from seeing opportunities, outcomes, yes. solutions, all of that. Okay. Yes. And I I mean, that never made sense to me. It just never, why would that be that way? (laughs) Who designed this? Right? Like that, why? That just didn't make life. You understood it intellectually, but you didn't get it on the field of play in your life. Okay, got it. And, but you do tell people that year one is, it's a hot mess. Like it just is. And so I have to say, for the record, you did exceedingly well year when you, you your income grew tremendously. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I see people's income growing tremendously in first 90 days, even I mean, I think we've tightened up the program a little bit more since you guys started, but like the the financial rewards for and I think it's different for different people depending on where they're coming in. You and know? where they're coming in, but also their background in business. Mm-hmm their background on whether or not they've ever had a business, you know, how exactly scared they are. Because one thing that I'm good at Mm -hmm. is be terrified and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I love that. Okay. Year three, you're now a program coach, right? Did did that, are you in year three right now? What are you, or in year four now? I'm I'm confused. We're asking Gabby who knows how 
to right. talk. She's our, quality, she's our quality assurance <laughs> manager. Right? What am I doing? Where am I? What am I going? What yes. Is going? So, yeah. so, um, you have a, a base level of the laws. You can use them to, um, coach. You can use them to filter, um, what got to happen for you? Tell, I'm now I'm filling in the blanks and I really actually want well, you to say. What. So one of the things that has changed significantly for me is my ability to effectively self-coach. Can I pause you there for a second? Uh, how much of your ability to effectively self-coach came through being a program coach? Like, how do I say this without sounding unhumble, but like being able to, me saying to you, I see you, I see your abilities go, go do this for me, your mentor, your coach, how much of that was a boost to your stepping into ownership and authority? So for me, it wasn't as much. I've already, by the time I became a program coach, I had already completely just your belief in me being greater than my belief in me is just a thing. Like, that's just, like, it doesn't even, like, that's just a, that's where we set the bar, right? That's yeah. like. So you so, take that for granted. So that wasn't a, a surprise for that's you. Okay. So okay. I don't, that's so funny you say it that way. So being invited to be a program coach, compliment, happy to give back to the pro, like all of the things, but that is just so where the bar is set that it's not a thing anymore. That's just a given. Right. (laughs) What it did for me was it allowed me to be further immersed in observing other people's patterns. So coming to office hours when I don't have a question is step one of that. Being a program coach and watching brilliant, amazing, fantastic women ask the same thing over and over and over again and being stuck. And and I can see them externally as powerful, brilliant, nothing's wrong with them women has allowed me a further understanding of that's just how this works. That thing you said where the subconscious is a filter that is literally there to stop you. And the way that I now describe it is resistance is default. You ha- If you want to make the change, it has to be with intentionality. Reaction mode, which is my word, is default. If you want to be in charge... It has to be with intentionality and being immersed again with women I see as phenomenal. Yeah. Be stuck is just a non-judgmental reinforcement and allows me to reflect saying, okay, where am I doing that? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So a few things there. That's where you were year one. And you still made great progress financially, but you were stuck in that subconscious fog out. Year two, you start going deeper. You start being able to pull this out. You start really applying and, and applying I mean, it. you were applying it from the day one, but it, like it becomes. But I was clear. applying one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was applying one law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would write for like, you know, this is my thing. I grabbed onto law of relativity with both hands and I didn't even care if I didn't learn another thing. Like this is my law, right? This is what I'm going with. I'm just learning this. 
Yeah. And if I could learn nothing else, and that's, that's why I call, you know, that's my thing. Grab your nugget. Yeah. You can't learn everything at once. Grab, that was my nugget. And I was going to hold on to it for dear life. And then it took me a good eight months and I added another law. Yeah. No, I love it. Okay. So year one was subconscious fog out, staying, leaning in, like learning the laws one and then the next one. <laughs> your year two is like much more up application, much more holding your, your arms around it really like wider breath of understanding. Right. I now understand, I can, my capacity to use your words, your capacity grows. Yeah. And I now had the capacity to say, well, if it worked over here, it can work over there. So it's transferable. If it took me eight months to grab on a law of relativity and it took me four months to grab on a law of sacrifice. Now it could take me 90 days to grab on the law of polarity. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So then, so that's your apprentice year and you're really, you and, and, and things are doing even better with the business. So that's mm-hmm. good. Um, and then year three, you're further immersed, immersed. You're, you're, you're able to look at the process of how human beings think and see it with more distance mm-hmm. and then use it for yourself to self-coach, which is that, that authority, right? If I'm doing the, the apprentice architect authority, then, then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm much more of an authority here. You still ask questions in office hours, but, but, but you're, you're not, uh, and this is the reflection that I have for you. You're not having to prove yourself anymore and you're not, coming from a place of scarcity. Like the Erin who's sitting here having a conversation with me isn't trying to prove herself as, as being super smart. She's not interrupting me with, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that before. And I know that. And that's, that's this over here, right? All those things that you were like in reactive mode when I first met you it, from a place of scarcity, uh, that's one languaging around it, but it's really like, I don't have the, the true grounded confidence and authority. Now the, the Aaron that I see is like, I got my authority here. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to, you know, like defend and say, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so smart. Look at this. Right. You just, you just own it. That's well, how I, I yeah. I mean, and it goes back to that first year. I was not in a place, I wasn't strong enough emotionally. You know, Debbie had the, I don't, mine was, you know, Debbie talked about her marriage and that relationship and the core of what was going on. And for me, that wasn't it. It was, it was probably around the business failure and the frustration and that, you know, basically a different version of everything I thought about myself felt like it wasn't accurate anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm sensitive to the time and that you have to jump. I would love if you have further thoughts, Aaron, if you could do me a loom that the, the additional questions I have are more on the messaging, like what your needs were in year three versus your needs in year one and two, like the needs in year one and two are much more clarified for me than the needs in year three, but you still gained so much. And then what would be the next like evolution for 
uh, the program? Like what would year four look like? What would year five look like? What would, what would that, um, if you could, if you could wave your magic wand and say, Amira, do this, what would that look like? Okay. Okay. And, um, if there's anything that you see from your perspective as having gone through it or as a program coach that you think needs to be part of that roadmap to make the experience more seamless for our clients. I mean, p- people have to be willing to go through it. So it, it you need to be all in on it, but you really do. And, and I think that's one thing that I've also learned. There's a reason there's a hundred people at the base and 40 people, the next level and 10 people. I mean, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You have to okay. be willing to do your part of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have any insights on okay. any of those, um, we can either schedule another call or you can just shoot me a loom, whichever is okay. easiest for you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Good to see you guys. Incredibly oh, grateful. Too. Yeah. It's good to see you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay. So we, we did year one with you. Was that fun to hear Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. yeah because I remember walking into the room and and I thought this is going to be a good year just looking at the diversity of people. And here's Erin and like torn ripped jeans with these black, you know, like combat boots on and like her hair all spiked up. And I thought, oh, she's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she still is cool. Absolutely. She is. <laughs> okay. So that was year one for you. Mm-hmm. What, what did year two look like for you? Yeah. So year two, it was interesting. I was kind of taking some notes as you and Aaron were talking too, because there are quite a few parallels in the fact that year one, I just was trying to figure out who I was. Right. And with this community, I knew I was needing to step into a business model or I was going to go back to corporate and I didn't, corporate was great to me, but I didn't want to go back there. And so year two was really about the start of the integration of all of the concepts, because the laws are a big piece of what you teach, but you have a lot of other things in there too, that um, for me, the brain science of it, all of the things that allowed me to step back and look at things. I, I teach this, that look through the lens of curiosity instead of judgment, but I was still in that judgment zone. And so by year two, the the concepts were starting to make sense and I was starting to live some of those so that I saw them. And so let's pause there for a second yeah. because I don't believe that. I believe that you were starting to live them in year one. Yes. Because how could you not? Yeah. Okay. But so what was different in terms of how you were living them in year one and year two? For me, I think year one is it was the faith that you have, the support of the group, and I was doing it, but I wasn't conscious that that was the law of cause and effect. You know, like when she said hers was the law of relativity, mine was the law of cause and effect, right? Like whatever I'm doing, there's an effect that's happening. So what effect do I want? And so for me, I was starting to think about, okay, how can I integrate this law into what I'm doing versus things were happening, but I wasn't quite sure like, is this a lot or is this not a lot? Right. And, and so towards the end of year one, that was starting to come together. And then in year two, I was actually seeing, oh, I'm making the choice here and here's this law. And I can look at both sides of this from a polarity perspective, or I can give value to something or not. Right. And Mm -hmm. I can step back and look at that. So for me, it was about confidence. It was about 
I had another big major change coming in my life with actually stepping away from working with um, as a CFO and stepping into into my business full time. And I had always had the safety blanket of a paycheck. And so that was pretty big. And I would say to Amira, and I don't know, maybe you see this differently, but my MO was to say no. Right. I was always resistant. It was always like, back up. I have to it was, it was no, and I don't have enough time. I don't have Absolutely. time. For that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And I would say year two was when I started to open up to, wow, every time I say no, I'm cutting off, like I'm doing the law of sacrifice on the opposite way that I'm supposed to, right? Because I was shutting off opportunity, yeah. yeah, opportunity and not being open to receive. Like for me, year two was when I started to understand to this idea that I can understand the laws, I can understand business, you know, and I've been an executive before. I know how to run business, not necessarily at that time a small business, and you helped me understand that. But like I, I knew all of this. And now I don't know why, unless it's my age, I just what I was just saying just Well, I have a question for you that yeah. will trigger your your memory. Um, you were just talking about how in year two you started to say yes instead of no and stop like cutting off the opportunities and, and being open to receiving. But my question is, when you were at the end of year one, before you got into year two, what was the thing that had you saying yes to going into year two? Because some people go into year two and some people don't. So what's the, you know, and, and I see what happens for people when they do year two and year three, like it's the exponential, but not everyone says yes to that. A lot of people, not a lot, but you know, there, some people continue, some people don't. Yeah. For me, Amira, it was, I knew that I was not, how do I say this? Like I had the confidence in myself, but I knew that I was still scared to move forward. Yeah. Right. Like I was moving forward, but if I wanted to move in that, in that exponential rate that I felt like I was ready for, I couldn't do it on my own. So you knew that, that, that was that conscious or unconscious? I, yeah, I think a little of both. Okay. You know, I think unconsciously I felt the momentum building and I love the the three stages now, because to me, I think that fits so well. I was learning everything and now I was starting to apply it, but I hadn't, I don't know if you ever become an expert at this, but I hadn't like become where it felt like it was who I was. Like I, I hadn't stepped into that part of it. And so I still was looking at you as, Hey, I want this and I want to step into my personal power. I want to own who I am and what I'm doing in this world. And I'm, I'm on the path, but I have not. And, and I, I don't Do know. you use the language in your own mind, personal power? You just used it out loud. Is that a, a word you think in your head? Yes. Okay. That's helpful. Um, okay. So, so there was still a calling forward. There was like, I, I know I want more. I, I see what's possible for me. I don't have that yet. There's something uh, still attractive about doing the work. And I, and was there any, uh, any thought in your head? I want to master this. 
Yes. Okay. And I think it goes twofold. And I'm going to go back to the percentages that we talked about. It was twofold in the way that I wanted to master the concepts. And also I felt such a strong community, you know, that first year COVID hit and I had decided, you know what, we weren't going to be in person. So I called every single person and set up a time to meet with them to make the connection because that was an important piece for me. And so even moving into that second year, I wanted to continue that connection because although my friends that I have here are here, I was leveling up in the way I was thinking about my business well, everywhere, but I, I found I, I wasn't able to have some of those same conversations with those people and feel inspired to continue to move forward or continue to level up or grow because of the whole thought of, you know, the fear and keeping people where they're at. Yeah. And so that community piece was still really important to me Mm -hmm. because I had never been in a room full of women where I felt no judgment and I, and I'm, I'm responsible for my own feelings, but that that safety was there. And people literally, if they gave me some really tough feedback, I knew what the come from was. I knew what their intention was and that they were approaching it with love. And so that piece of it was a really big piece for me year two and the relationship piece of it, but then also wanting mastery, wanting, I knew that in order to do what I'm doing today, And going forward, I had to master the concepts that you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So now let's talk about year three. So same question for you that I asked Erin about the program coaching, um, stepping into that. Was that a, did that shift anything for you or was it sort of like Erin, Erin like, "Eh." you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. your belief is great. But yeah, it shifted things in me in the relationship that kind of like what Aaron said, where I know without a doubt that you always have more belief in me and you see things bigger for me than what I see a lot of times for myself. And so for that, it was a confidence boost because I thought, you know what, and anyone that watches anything that you do can like for me, I can tell upfront when you do something, you have passion about it, you know what you want, you have clarity. And so to have someone say to me, hey, this is my business and I've built this and I trust you enough and know that you know this stuff well enough to go out and help other people do it. That was a huge confidence boost. And Amira, I'd say the biggest piece of that confidence was it helped me realize I had this um, mindset that I could only work with people in the struggle. Now we're all in struggle, right? But like in the struggle and that who are these like multi-million dollar business women? Like, who am I to coach them? Right? Like I had that mindset. And so then doing the coaching, it was this awareness of like, oh, they're still women. They're still, you know, like it, it, it doesn't matter. It matters, but it doesn't matter. Right. And it, it did help me up level then to what I do in my business. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So aside from stepping into the program coaching in year three, what, what was attractive about staying in the program in year three? What was the, like, what am I, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why stay? Right. Like tell me your thought process on that. Yeah. I really felt, um, 
particularly at the beginning of 2022, like the end of 21 and 22. I stepped into 2022. I was still practicing. You know, I jumped out of an airplane in 2021. I was facing my fears and I continued to face my fears. And, you know, I'm a firm believer, Amira, and I'm going to do a little sales job here for you too, that spirit of wealth is the core piece of it. But where I saw really exponential growth was then when I... I mean, I saw growth, like even in my financials, um, you know, I left my job at the end of May, started full time in my business. And from June to the end of May 2022, I went from 30 grand to 165. And now I'm at 200 in September and on course, you know, so like the financial pieces of it happen. But what I found was that doing spirit of wealth with a VIP day with immersion really then helped me. And it just depends on how quickly people want to move, right? Like that was a huge leap for me. And so I found I was able to step more into my personal power. I had a much stronger belief and I do today, a much stronger belief in who I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing and how then I can use the the concepts and the science of getting rich and the laws and as a man thinketh and all of these things to then go in. And so now I feel like in year three, I have clarity. I'm, I've stepped into and continue to step into my personal power. And when, when Aaron says self-coaching, you know, like I'm, for me, it's not about self-coaching. It is in the way that I've evolved and you've provided tools. Mm, but I had yeah. to be open to receiving those tools and understand how to use them and how to apply them in my own life. And so now I feel like I have tools that I can go to my toolbox. I have other women like Erin that I can call and we tease that we have the bat phone, right? Like, okay, talk me <laughs> off the ledge for a minute. Or I know I'm in growth. I don't want to go into this pattern. And I feel it happening, right? And I so love for it. me, that's part of the self-coaching. And I wouldn't have had those relationships had Spirit of Wealth not happened. And for me, self-coaching too is knowing that I need help and asking for it. Year yeah. one, I sat back and didn't ask questions. When somebody new comes on and I'm talking to them, Amira, I say to them, come on a call and ask a question, even if you're not sure what you want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um Couple questions there. Thank you. Super helpful. So tools. Did you know that you needed tools? Was is that like if I'm talking, if we're talking messaging, you you got them and so you use them. But is that something that you were looking for? Like I want the tools. Is that good messaging? Do you think? Were you, or that's just a nice value add because you got them. Yeah, I look at the laws as tools too. So for me, oh, they are. It resonates for me to say, I'm going to teach you these tools, how to apply it to your life so that you can exponentially grow, right? Because then it allows me the thought process of, oh, okay, well, this is an evolution. I don't know from a messaging because that's not my... Okay, that's fine. Um, But let's go back. One one last question, then I have to wrap because someone's here and I need to go. Sorry. what, what, I don't know that you answered this. What was attractive uh, aside from being a program coach about staying for another year for year three? What, what were you looking for there? 
Yeah. What I was looking for there is the, you know, I tend to be on the people side of it, which is so interesting because usually I'm logic, but like still having the strong group of community, knowing that there were going to be two times a year, even that we would get together in person. And I'm such an energy person Mm. that like being around other women, even though they're at different stages of understanding the laws, different stages of owning their personal power, there is there is a magnified power when we're together in a room. And so for me, that was really important having that energy. Also, like one of the things that I love about you is you consistently, you have consistent messages, but you're constantly creating new content and I'm a learner at heart. And so for me, you know, Hey, some of the fundamentals might be some of the things I heard in boot camp and some of the things I've heard in spirit of wealth for two years, but it's presented in a little different way. And I'm like, Oh, it's like, it's this evolution where I wasn't open to receiving this message here, but I hear it here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. That's super helpful. I love it. I could keep talking to you for another hour. Um, however, I have to run cause someone's here. Yeah. No worries. Um, we will have that opportunity in October. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I am super grateful. So thank you for sharing this. This is really helpful. I took like pages of notes. If you have anything that pops for you, will you share it with me in whatever fashion works? Absolutely. Well, okay. Absolutely. I would love that. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Bye.